They don't call them uh, great ghosts for nothing. If I got a thousand decoys or, or two thousand, three thousand decoys out there, we need to sound like that many birds. These animals are playing basically a life or death game of hide and seek, and they're just good at it. The, the cool part about archery is that you can geek out as deep as you want to go. It is their job. Their sole job is to stay alive. That's, that's what they do day in and day out. The sense of accomplishment is unreal yeah. when you put in that much work. Even though they're passions of mine, it's, you know, it still takes a backseat to being a dad and being a husband. So Doing is better than talking. And he had that whole basin lit up with a laser light show machine. <laughs> It's a healthy thing to have passion like this. What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Mountain Vision Podcast. This is episode number 25. Um, I feel like we're getting somewhere now. Uh, But anyways, yeah, just a reminder, go check out alpenfuel.com. They gave me a 10% off discount to give to everybody. Uh, It's welcome10. So use that as a discount code. It's for 10% off of your first order. So I think I mentioned on my last podcast episode, I, th- I think the wise thing to do would be to kind of go on their website and pick out just whatever, all kinds of random things that you think you're going to need or you think you want to try for this season um, and sort of stock up on them and just get 10% off of the whole order. They sell all kinds of other things also like Peak Refuel and a bunch of other brands too. Um, so go check them out. Check out the Alpen Fuel Breakfast Granola Meals. They're, they're really good, you guys. And it takes a very minimal amount of water, which is nice when you're in the high country. So check them out. And um, so, yeah, on this episode, I had Joey Skaggs on with Lights Out Outdoors. Go check him out on his Instagram page, Lights Out underscore Outdoors. Um, Yeah, Joey's a cool guy, man. I've been following him for a couple years now. Uh, we kind of messaged back and forth a few times and started talking this week and he was, uh, cool enough to take the time out and drive down here. Um, he had another errand to run in in the area, so it made it convenient, but he swung by here to my place and, um, recorded an episode. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed the conversation. I think you will too. So stay tuned. All right. We are recording another podcast, another, uh, Mountain Vision podcast episode. Here. <laughs> uh, beer number two. No dinner yet, so it's kicking in. I'm sitting here with Joey Skaggs. What's going on, guys? How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming down, man. You bet. I kind of always feel like bad having people make the drive down here, but it's only two it's hours. It's convenient. Yeah, it's not it's too not bad. Terrible. It's not that bad. I don't know. I guess I always just dude for me like time is precious with like three kids and a wife. So I'm like, dude, any any extra like like to me it was like fuck four hours, dude. Like <laughs> just just to get there and back. I mean, I I would have made the drive. I just but you were like, oh. see, I would have felt bad because I know you had a wife and kids. <laughs> well, you were like, you're like, why don't you just save the gas money and put it towards the podcast? And I was like, dude, if you really want to come down, I'm I'm down. And you're like. You're like, and then you ended up having something else to do in sack anyway, so that worked out. Worked out perfect. But yeah, man, appreciate you coming. Um, yeah, why don't you introduce yourself and your uh, Instagram handle or wherever people can find you or, or whatever. What's up, guys? My name is Joey Skaggs, and my Instagram is Lights Out Outdoors. And yeah, been hunting since I was little. Me and my dad got into like dove and upland game a lot, and then bigger game came probably high schoolish, you know, I was me and my best friend Chase, 
we were working for his dad on a ranch in Red Bluff, and we had depredation permit for pigs, and pigs led into deer and bears and drew an antelope tag in Nevada, and yeah. love it. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I just noticed after talking to you, and you're like, I don't, I don't remember how the subject even came up, but you're like, you're 24, and I'm like, dude, 24? I was like, because I know I've been following you for a couple of years at least, and I was like, you've been hunting pretty hardcore the whole time I've been following you. So I'm like, dude, you're like dove in pretty deep right away. And you're already going what out of the country to film and stuff. Right. Yeah. I went out of the, I went to um, South Africa for like 10 days once and then COVID hasn't let me go back. But I'm planning on going back either at the end of this year or next year, depending on COVID. But yeah. I got super lucky, super like word of mouth kind of thing. And just, I dropped out of college and went to South Africa to film hunts, <laughs> and I never regretted a day in my life. I loved it. Yeah. Met some great guys out there, uh, Yogi and Nick from Aloe Africa Safaris. Um, actually, they came here and went to the Sacramento IS, ISE show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and got to hang out with them for a weekend and love it. It's nice. Hunting makes those things kind of like like, friend, like me and you. We've met on the phone probably like, what, two or three days ago we started calling each other? Yeah. We just sparked up conversations randomly, like walking in, like, oh, dude, that's badass. Barnwood, like, got your QU pack on there. Yeah. Got yeah. antelope over there. That's badass. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I know, dude. It's weird how this community is like, you just meet another like minded hunter or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you just, you just talk about whatever. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I can't, yeah. Anyways, do we, uh, so we we fast forward there quite a bit. What's what was in between your? <laughs> we did go pretty pretty fast in between your uh, in between your uh, getting into hunting and then in the Africa trip. Like what was your? Um, pretty much we would just um, with a depredation permit you don't need uh, you don't need pig tags right. Um, so if we got pigs, we were also in college, like high school, college. You know. Oh yeah. So in college it was nice because like we lived off of top ramen and pig meat yeah which is perfect and then um from there it went to filming with my dad's old camera i think it was like a nikon something not that good of a camera but it worked and that kind of got us noticed and then um from there on it went to the out west outdoor guys i know a lot of people on here probably know who they are i met um zach at the Reading Expo, which I didn't know Dusty ran at the time. I was just like, oh, oh I'm really? like, yeah, like, I know you on Instagram. What's up? He's like, dude, can you come film X2 with us? Kind of blew him off and didn't really. Zone X2? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't really blow him off. It just like with school and stuff, I couldn't do it. And then a couple months later, he's like, hey, this is 2018 now. Back up. 2017, I drew a, an antelope tag in Nevada and a muzzleloader mule deer tag in Nevada. Okay. This is what I'll tell you. I like, like the season's kind of like a couple weeks in between, so I just quit my job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like 21, just quit my job. <laughs> I don't need it and went and lived in Nevada for two or three months and was fortunate enough to get a um, pretty good antelope with my bow and then a pretty good um, muzzleloader mule deer buck with a muzzleloader, obviously. And that's also how I met like Brian and Andy and all those great guys. And then oh, yeah. back up to 2018. I went to Texas with the Out West Outdoor Boys. Finally, like we got like dates lined up. Went to Texas, filmed a uh, dusty shoot in Audad, which was pretty wild. Like I've never, I've seen Audad on uh, like Instagram and pictures of them, but yeah, until you see them in person, it's way different. I think. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know. I thought they looked mean. 
honestly in person like they just yeah there's something about them i just i would love to hunt one but at the time i was like that doesn't look right like yeah. it's, a, it's a goat <laughs> in the middle of the desert like where was no. that at in texas yeah it was yeah. like right outside of lubbock texas okay and then it was also super cold we packed like the weather said like sunny 70s 60s you know so we're like oh take all of our early season kind of stuff well, we get there and it's like 30 mile an hour winds, a storm rolled in and we just fr- absolutely froze. All my layers were on every single day. We'd like turn the oven on and like, cause we stayed in like this little lodge thing. Yeah. Open the oven. So like it'd heat the, the rooms and stuff. Oh, it's freezing. Yeah. And then from there we went to South Africa and just been trying to film and take pictures of everything since. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I- I, I, I don't know. I think I want to dr- dive down the photography. Uh, it's addicting and you'll spend I, a lot of money. I'm just, well, dude, you know. Well, I was just listening to, I think it was Kafaru Cast with Aaron Snyder. And like, they were talking about, it was like a photography episode. And they're talking about like, not only do you buy the camera and then the lenses and all that, but then like, once you start trying to edit stuff and you realize your computer can't handle it and you have to buy a new computer and like, yeah, <laughs> it just goes down this whole road of like, it even goes down like spending. your SD cards. Like, Oh, like, yeah, like they're not cheap. This dude. Camera you have will film 4k. It's like, okay, now 4k you have to get bigger and better cards and they don't last nearly as long as you didn't shooting 1080p. So it's yeah. like, okay, I'm just, just keep on spending money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> know. I know when I bought that camera, I got a couple SD cards and they're like, I don't even remember what they were like, like a couple hundred dollars or something for like the, the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it's like, ridiculous. Oh, my wife doesn't listen to this episode. Oh, she does. She, she's like two walls over. <laughs> no, you got a whisper. Funny. Yeah. No, I, I sold, actually sold my quad and bought that camera and lens, a couple lenses and filters and batteries and SD cards. And like, just wait till you get into, get? just wait till you get into drones. Yeah. I haven't that's done another, that that's another, that's another, yeah rabbit have hole you done of money have yeah you do, you, yeah nice. yeah drones are they're cool that's cool they're expensive yeah and even drones you can get like little filter like polarized filters and oh really lighting, oh yeah Damn. spend money on everything that's crazy well do you do you ever run into the issue of like filming um like and needing to get like permits to film in certain areas or anything like that like i know like some states yeah you do need to get permits um for shooting in some states and like some um wildlife areas and national forests and things like that yeah but usually what i do is like because that's for hunting right so usually i'll just like not i'll do like my b-roll of drones and stuff elsewhere if that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. And it doesn't give up your hunting spot. Oh yeah, <laughs> it still doesn't. It's still like and be contributes to the story, but it's not like yeah. Yeah, yeah. and be where I live, like thirty miles that way looks a whole lot like thirty miles the other way. So you're you're good. You yeah, know? yeah. And then um, I always thought, always wondered about that. Dude. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I know. Like in some places, like we hiked the um, me, and my buddy Jared Ferguson and Kyle Scarborough, we hiked up Lassen. And then I didn't see the sign, but we did on the way out and we got in trouble. But um, they skied down the face of Lassen, of Mount oh, Lassen. Okay. And I had my drone above them, following them as they went down. Yeah. And yeah, we got in a little bit of trouble. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Park <laughs> rangers were on us so fast. And I was like, hey, I didn't see the sign. The sign was covered in snow. You couldn't even see it. Yeah. And then, like, yo, no big deal. Like, happens all the time. Just don't do it again. Delete the footage. And I was like, Damn, that was, like, that was badass good footage. footage. Yeah. 
Oh man. I think I got, cause like, you know how you do, you can do, um, you can fly your drone off your phone. Oh yeah. I think one picture saved oh, in, really? all, on my phone and all it was, was like a little black dot and white. Like you can't even tell what it is. And I was like, oh, that's a waste. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then, um, I was going to say something else, but I totally just lost my I do it all the time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go back to your antelope hunt though. You, you said, you downplayed yourself and said you got an antelope and then you got a muzzleloader, but I want to. I just wanted to. I just wanted to show the fact that you you spot and stalk the antelope with your bow for how how many days it, it was took. Like, I mean, it was just, like twelve days, and I missed a goat on day two, which is the most frustrating thing. Like spotting and stalking the antelope is the most frustrating, but like the funnest thing ever because you always have chances. Like you're always seeing new antelopes, seeing new goats. And you're also getting to stock on a lot more than you would like deer. And then we had an antelope walk. We sat down on the road because we saw this antelope coming over. Ugh, this antelope coming over like a little hill. Yeah. So we sat down and we knew like, you ever heard the saying like, the does will kill the buck? Oh, yeah. Because the does will get super curious and that buck's obviously going to follow them does. Yeah. So we're sitting on the road. He's with my buddy Zach. And he had the rangefinder, And they walked 60 yards from us. Well, that was the first time I've ever shot something with my bow. So I pulled back and I... Uh, just started, like, I was like, don't look at the head, just aim for, like, a hair. Like, aim for a hair on the kill zone. Well, being me, I looked at the horns, and I just started shaking, like, trembling, yeah. and I missed. But this antelope had one, like, I think his left, um, his front is, like, a non-typical, so it came down and, like, almost touched the tip of his nose. Oh, really? And his, um, his right was, like, a perfect half-heart shape with this huge cutter, and I was like, that's a crazy-looking antelope. And I missed him at 60. <laughs> I was so pissed. And then like, it's your buddies, you know, you're having buddies, so you got, and you're only with the tag. So they gave me shit for literally like 10 days. Yeah. Of just every day, like, oh, you shouldn't have missed. You know, we'd be done. We'd be at the casino drinking beers and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not funny, guys. Like, oh, man. and then the last day, finally we connected on the biggest goat we saw all, all year. And what was cool about this place we were in Nevada is um, there's a lot of desert sheep. So I have a video that kind of shows it. Um, we saw this antelope first thing in the morning, like just like first light, glass him up. There's an antelope with two does. Well, we were working down on him where we thought we went because he thought we were, must have been like another buck or something. So he like charged us, but like he was two like little hills over. So he went down. We bombed down to meet him in the bottom because we knew he'd come up over the other rolling hill and we could probably get like a 50-yard shot on him. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to the bottom and looked up and he was behind us. So we, now we were in between him and his does and he turned around and spooked the other way around this mountain. When we went and we dropped our buddy chance off and we're like, stay here in his glass. Cause we couldn't find him. Not five minutes later, he called us. He's like, Hey, I found him, but he's bedded up in the Hills by the, um, the sheep. Okay. So we rendezvoused, glassed him up, made a plan, snuck over, got above him and in between the sheep, which was Hunting antelope and trying not to get busted by desert sheep is wild. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it was also like, I don't know, it was a store, like my video does not do it justice because it's like my first one, but I ran out of water. It's like 95. Chance, um, the guy running the camera was like hurting bad because he just, we just had no water. It was so hot and we sat there for probably two or three hours just in the sun. You know, it takes a toll on you. And finally, this yeah. antelope stood up and I couldn't see it at first. Um, Zach was walking in front of me and he's like, sit, like, sit, sit, sit. So we sat down and I remember like my feet were on this trail and I had to like pull back and shoot in between my legs almost. 
And I was like, I can't see, I can't see the handle. Like, what the hell do you see? And he like, grabs me and leans me over. And all I saw are like these little ivory tips looking away from us. And I was like, holy shit, how close is that? He's like, it's 30 yards. And I was like, instantly, I was just like, fuck. Like, I'm scared. <laughs> I can't miss this shot. Yeah. And uh, he stood up. I drew back. And then he stood up. Put my 30 on him. Zach's like, shoot 30, you'll hit him. Just absolute money shot. Well, I was using the um, expandable broadheads and it didn't open. Oh, shit. So we're freaking out. Like, we just saw this arrow go in this antelope. Perfect spot, perfect height, perfect placement. Done deal. Well, we celebrate whatever and then look, and this antelope is just absolutely cooking it across the desert. Doesn't even look hurt at all, but we're glassing. Like, we can see the arrow sticking out, like, right, either double lungs or heart. Yeah. We're like, what the hell happened, you know? So we follow the blood up and like we gave it like a little bit of time to like bed down, hopefully expire, get up on this other ridge we saw go over and we glass him up. He's still alive. He's just laying there. And I was like, dude, like, and we could see the, how do you explain this? So I have a 30 inch draw. So I have a long arrow, right? Yeah. I could see either side of the arrow out of the antelope. Oh, really? And I can see, cause we're like a hundred yards from him. I can see my, um, broadhead still closed oh. and I'm like, dude, my freaking uh, broadhead didn't open well i kept I, like you know, like the little pill bottles yeah yeah i always keep like judos in there i'll always keep like a, a couple field tips and then a fixed blade okay. a muzzy trocar yeah screwed that on got 30 yards from him again shot him and he ran full speed and like took one step and it was like a death march walked around like out to the flat kind of because we're still in the rolling hills yeah and then we ran up above him to try and see him. We couldn't find him. We're like, did he run off again? Like, I know I hit him probably an inch before that other arrow was. Yeah. And then we're like, Zach's like, we're, let's knock another arrow and just go down there because he has two arrows in him. He's hurting. We just need to kill him now at this point. Yeah. Walk down there. And like I saw, I thought I saw the butt of the animal because it's bright white, right? I was like, Zach, I think that's him. And Zach's like, no, it's not. And Zach looks he's like, holy shit, that's him. Walked up, dead deal. I was freaking out and I always had this thing where like after I like, know like I just harvested an animal, I'll call my dad. Yeah. So my dad's like, no, you didn't. Like, no way. That's badass kind of thing. And, like yeah. I always get emotional. Like everyone's like, hunting's not emotional. I think hunting's emotional. Like yeah. I get emotional, especially like after like a trip like that, like you worked your ass off. It's hot. You haven't showered. You've been eating freeze dried food and like, yeah, just not the best. And you run out of water and spend all day out there and chance, poor chances dying and still like holding in there. Yeah. And then to have it like all come together, greatest feel like if you haven't done it, you don't like, you can't express it, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, that was the, the antelope hunt and he turned out to be like 83 and a half. Nice dude. Big go. I was, I had no idea at the time. Yeah. Zach was sitting over there measuring it. Cause he loves that stuff. And he's like, dude, this thing's 83 and a half inches. And I was like, cool. Not knowing what the hell that meant, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, that's funny. fast forward a month or two. Drew another tag, Nevada muzzleloader mule deer. Okay. And then I had to go back to California for something. I forget what it was because a couple years ago. But Brian was there and Brian tagged out. And this is when I realized like the kind of guy Brian was. Yeah. Brian lives in Oakley, right? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you where in Nevada we were, but we were in Nevada. I think he killed his on a Thursday and I couldn't get there till Saturday. He drove back, dropped his deer off, took another day off work, drove back to Nevada and helped me kill my buck. I was like, you don't have to, like, that's, that, that shows someone's character. And he brought Andy, too, which I was stoked. And we just yeah, all bonded. Like, that's like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Like, guys that, like, get together just instantly become friends. Yeah. And then for the last 
three or four years, we've talked every single day. Nice. Yeah. Wild, oh, yeah. wild chain of events. And I haven't really been able to do much hunting since then. Kind of bummed, yeah. but yeah. trying to become an adult, and <laughs> get a real job and things. Uh, it's, not, it's not as fun, dude. No. I wish I could go back in time. I'm trying to go back and be a kid again. Yeah, amen. <laughs> no taxes. Oh, God, I wish there was no taxes. Looking. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. So what do you... Uh, what do you... What do you have planned for this season? You got this season. I'm trying to. I haven't told anyone this besides like my closest friends. I'm trying to do like a series. Don't know the name of it yet, but it's coming. Oh, like a film series? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and get drawn for um, archery on or A1, so C zone archery in California, B zone, and a bear tag in California. Hopefully, I can draw another antelope tag in Nevada because my three years is up. Maybe another muzzleloader tag in. Uh, Nevada, Alaska. I'm going to Alaska this year oh, for nice. two weeks. I'm stoked. So moose, caribou, and probably another bear. My buddy Scotty that lives up there. And then I want to do the Arizona archery hunt, the late season. I want to do that bad. I just don't think I can take it off work. Yeah. But then might try and get an elk tag over the counter. Who knows? <laughs> still in the still in the books, but. It's- that's a lot, dude. I'm gonna try and do what I did back then. I thought you said to, you were gonna try to be an adult. I'm gonna try and just say yes to everything. When I did that, like <laughs> things panned out my way. So, uh, and then who knows if COVID hits and I can go back to Africa and film, I'll do that too. Yeah. It just this COVID really just putting yeah. a hurting on everything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yep. But I really want to get at least. I really want to get at least Alaska. And all my California tags filled. Yeah. With like mature deer. Yeah. So if I can do that, I'll be I'll be pretty stoked. I'll film too with like good quality film. Yeah, I'll that'd be, be cool. I'll be pumped. Hell yeah. But I'm that guy that's like I can film things, but when I'm filmed, if I can't get the shot on camera, I'm still gonna take it. Yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna wait. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Hell yeah. How about you? You said you said you were going to Wyoming. I I'm. I think so. I think me and my uncle are going to plan a Wyoming antelope trip. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, that and then uh, put in for points places. And then I'm still new at the out-of-state stuff. So I'll, I'm going to start trying to build more points. And then, yeah, for California, just probably a, I don't know, AO tag and D3 through 5. So I've never know. hunted D3 through 5. It, uh, I struggle, dude. It's just, I live like right in the middle. I'm from Red Bluff. Actually, I might be able to get an X-Zone tag. I don't know. Hopefully. Okay, so what were you saying? You I said, like, I live right in the middle of Red Bluff. So it's like the west side of I-5's B and the, if I draw it, the east side of I-5's C. So it's like oh yeah, hard just to be like, I'm going to go down to D-Zone. Yeah. Which I guess is only like in Quincy, I guess, is the deadline. Oh, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, like the boundary. The yeah, I mean, zone. C-Zone, you can draw C-Zone archery every year, right? Pretty much can, every year, every you can draw a season every year or every other year, pretty much. Yeah, I think for yeah, I have a buddy that does archery season every year, but if you do rifle, it takes a couple of years, I think. Yeah, I know my it was tough this year. Uh, Sierra Pacific, can you still hear me? I just stand up. Oh, with I Sierra so. Pacific closing like all the land, like season was kind of rough, really. Yeah, my I went up a couple of times with my buddy Jared. And uh, like the Fergusons, they're a really close family friend. He ended up shooting like a 
that was like one of the first times I ever hunted C-Zone. He shot a three by six. Oh, really? Damn. It was wild. Imagine like a three by three, right? Yeah. But one side, it's not... It's not like a three point. It's just like an end of a tine and things kicking out everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like a stick. With, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when he, I wasn't there on the, that hunt with him. I went up a couple weekends before, but when he sent me a picture of me, he's like, I killed a three by six. I was like, what do you mean you killed a three by six? Like, is it a stud? It was, it's a cool buck. It's like a little three point on this side and then just like trash on the side. It was awesome. Was it like, was it like, is it cool looking or is it like goofy? Like, would you want to mount it, or is it like this is kind of weird? <laughs> he didn't mount it. He they really? like if it's not a good buck, they'll just like skull cap all theirs, oh, and then they have a big family cabin in Bernie, and it's cool because they have all like all their whole families, like cousins, relatives, aunts, uncles, all their bucks in their garage, and you can they can go through and just pull them off and tell stories, which is yeah, I love going up there. It's so cool. Yeah, it's cool going in there. But his uh, his brother Davis shot a pretty good season buck a couple years ago. Oh, really? Big old four point passes here, like little kickers and stuff. It's mounted. It was yeah, good buck. Which is a I wanted to hunt season, but I'd rather I want to get like a big mature blacktail in full velvet. That's my goal this year. Yeah. So we'll see if we can. You make know, it you want to know what my goal is? What is that? Just to kill any buck. Kill a buck. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Hey, that's the thing. I, I talk all this big game, but then it's like, man, that fork horn's looking awfully good right yeah. now. But Dude. that's why you get two tags, though. That's why you buy a B tag. Yeah, I do. Every that sounds year. terrible, but. Yeah, we'll That's see. How it is. We'll see. So I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Luckily, the bill was dropped. What would you think of that bill that was being passed for to oh. X&A bear hunting? Uh, it was pretty cool how everybody came together and squashed that thing like within like five days or whatever it was, six yeah, it days. Was, or... that, was, that was cool. Everyone from all the hunters from California, Meat Eater. Yeah, dude. Steven Arella came into it. That was Well, it was that cool. Was awesome. We um, we we ended up getting on like actually we're still doing them I think I, I don't know if, I think they're doing it again this week but every Wednesday, West Coast Archery is putting on a Zoom meeting and um, the Shadow Trek guy like every, people are, it seems like the last couple of weeks more and more people keep coming on there but everybody's kind of getting together and putting forth ideas on like how to keep fighting this stuff because you know it's we, keep, we won that battle but it's like a it's a freaking war dude like yeah it's gonna keep it's not gonna go away up. and and like we looked pretty damn good because i think as californians like we squashed that thing pretty quick because we're so sick and tired of being stepped on and like told what we're gonna do and it's like you know what dude screw you like we're not doing it dude like, absolutely and i think everybody just got was like dude this is where we draw the line like because to me like that was like if that would have passed like that's the end of deer hunting for me like the the deer numbers are already so low that if they don't i mean if they allow if they don't allow bear hunting anymore like the deer numbers are just gonna freaking go down yeah you tank. absolutely have to manage your your predators when you go out and see more bears now than deer yeah it's not a good sign shoot uh two years ago we were hunting up in um like northwestern california yeah in the marbles and um riley my good buddy riley epic shot a bear and it was quartered away so he like did the x where you go through and hit the opposite shoulder yeah and we and he went through the stomach and we walked up on him and i posted a video about it there was like fresh deer hide coming out of the stomach oh that's right that's from like little, that morning yeah so like people say bears don't eat deer oh yes they do yeah they do definitely eat bears not to mention now like 
Mountain lion population getting crazy in California. Yeah, wolves coming down in California now. Yep, they're here. So at least after all the predators, we at least have to be able to manage one of them. Yeah, I know. Just let us have that one. Yeah, I have a video on my page too of this of a uh, a bear dragging a deer out of someone's backyard. Oh, I've in, seen that down the road. Yeah, yeah, and and it's yeah, it's crazy. But dude, it's re- it's reality, man. It's like I don't know. Yeah, it's nature. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think I think at this point, like, so anyway, like on that Zoom meeting, they're talking about like really like trying to make it like easy for everybody to sign these petitions and stuff. Cause when people sign those petitions, it like sends an email to all of our representatives and it like lets them know that we're against it. And like, um, they're, they're working on ways to make it like super easy and like to where there's no excuse not to sign them, dude. It's like, yeah, you can go I on mean, your even phone. right now. Yeah, yeah. Even right now, like with the petition, like, like I just today, I just put a link in my profile. Like you can go on there, and and it takes less than thirty seconds to sign that thing. Like you just click a button, and like, like a check mark, and yeah, you just, and then. Uh, but now they're coming up with like those QR codes, so you can just scan them and like pull up the petition on your phone like immediately, and just click the button and just that's oppose the need. bill or whatever. And like that's all it's about. Like, like I keep seeing. Uh, I don't know the I don't know the the details on some of this stuff, but like. Um, like some of these other states are trying to kind of follow what we were able to do here and we're trying to help them out too. And, but it's like, I think the way we've been going about it is hard or it's not effective. Um, cause they'll, they'll list like all these representatives, email addresses and stuff. And it's like, dude, nobody's going to take the time to email 15 to 20 representatives and, and call them and email them and, like one at a time, you know, it's like, you just, you need to make it easy for people to, yeah, just click like a sign button. a petition, you know what I mean? Like That sounds sad though. Like, I know it is, but it's reality and it's like, but it, it worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it was it like, worked. Bottom line, it worked. When I saw that thing come through, I was like, hell yeah, dude, I was, I was stoked. I was seriously afraid we were going to lose bear hunting. I was too. I was like, it, they took bear hunting away with dogs well, well, a long time ago away. Yeah. And it's like, if they can do that, then it's going to be just as easy just to say no bear hunting. Like there's going to be more people. Obviously there's more non hunters in California than hunters. Yeah. So it's going to be super easy just to get people on board with it well, until like, all the California hunters and pretty much actually a lot of even out of state hunters put a big old foot down to that. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool seeing like meat eater. Like everyone was tagging like all the big names and like, and they were responding to it and first light and like some of those companies like stepped up and yeah. And, uh, helped out a lot. It was cool. (laughs) It was super cool. But but dude, they did it like pretty late in the game. Like, I mean, I think like on day five or six, they all started posting it Mm -hmm. and then the numbers, like all those petition numbers were just skyrocketing off and then they like pulled the, pulled the bill. I was like, hell yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, but I don't know, dude. I think the bigger picture is that we need to like educate the non-hunting community. Like, absolutely. I, I think like I honestly don't think there's like a huge gap, and I mean, with some of the extremists, there's a huge gap in the way we think. But like, you know, some of the a lot of the non-hunting community, like I come from a non-hunting family, like they're just they just don't know. Like they just don't. Well, yeah, they like need to be like, shown examples of what happens. You know. Yeah. 
like everyone's like oh the deers are so pretty like like well, i know a lot of people like having like deer in their backyard for instance you like yeah like don't hunt them they're like they come here they feel safe okay but also where there's deer there's gonna be bears there's gonna be predators yeah so it's like you need to manage those so the deer population rises because yep i don't know i have strong opinions i think b zone should be a draw oh yeah that's that uh, me and my friends talked about that just because they how many tens of thousands of deer tags that they give out in one zone over the counter you know yeah. and you can buy two yeah or make it like it's not a not a draw but three point or better for a couple of years i think yeah. the population will get a lot bigger well it's like d3 through five it's like i don't know i think i might be talking out of my you know what but i think it's like 60 some thousand tags <laughs> yeah that's what i was kind of thinking <laughs> like, for bees maybe a little more and it sells out like before the season even starts now yeah <laughs> this season i was working for fire department yeah and I was stuck on shift and finally get off and they're all sold out of deer tags. Oh, really? I was like, yeah. what the hell? I couldn't even buy one. Yeah, because just a couple of years ago, they didn't really sell out like that. And just within the last two or two years, maybe, they've been selling out like before the season starts. Oh, dude. yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. It is ridiculous. But yeah, I think uh, just respectfully educating people and getting them to realize like like they think bears are just foragers and it's like dude they're omnivores they eat animals and they eat plants like they're not they'll eat anything they can yeah they eat each other dude (laughs) (laughs) they eat i mean don't the that's like pigs too yeah pigs we've we had a like on ranches you know you get like a cow that dies you put it in a dead pile we were driving out to put a cow in the dead pile me and chase and we put the uh cow there probably three days ago so it's like beyond like bloated explode like it's been torn open and stuff a pig came out of this like the stomach it was the <laughs> grossest thing i've ever seen and i was like i had no idea well this was in 2013 or 14 you know so i was like i had no idea pigs ate meat like that sounds weird but yeah well, most people probably don't but yeah i mean you do hear like pigs will just eat anything they're kind of like well, we noticed we had depredation permit, so we didn't have to have, like, we could kill as many pigs as we want, you know? You shoot a pig and it starts squealing. We would watch pigs turn around and start fighting and trying to kick the other pigs out with just shots ass because it was squealing. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, what <laughs> kind of animals are these? these like, are... shut up, you're going give to our, give our location away. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're sticking around here, Chase will shoot you too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, so, man, dude, let's talk about your little little cubby back here that we're sitting in this is badass garage? yeah it's my garage slash podcast studio it's badass is what <laughs> it is he's got like a f- how Dude, long do you think this is it's 15 feet well it's like i bought a 15 foot this is actually a beam it's a glue lamb beam really that i bought from a lumber yard and then cut a few inches off to get it to fit right but yeah, dude, it's a it's a it's a beam like that you would put in like a house, um, like a log cabin or something, and I just use it as the workbench countertop. It's he's underplaying it. It's badass. He's got that up against the wall with barn wood coming up to another wood beam shelf, and it, I walked in and I was like, "This is badass!" Like that's the first <laughs> thing I said. He's got archery targets. He's got packs hanging. He's got antelope deadheads over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just slowly trying to spruce the place up but yeah it's cool man i can come out like in the evenings or whenever and shoot like from the from the sidewalk to in here is 20 yards and like 
I mean, it's not much, but it's enough to get like muscle memory down and absolutely. I, I need to shoot my bow because I haven't shot it since archery season. You better but. shoot it before June twelfth <laughs> and thirteenth. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta pick up the pace. But yeah, dude, and then uh, yeah, I don't know. Like when COVID hit, I had like extra time because I was working working from home. So like. I save all that time from driving to and from work and stuff. So I'm like, dude, I'm just going to like put that time into the garage and the podcast and stuff and trying to slowly get it put together. I just need to get some taxidermy up on this wall now. Yeah, you do. It's looking a little bare. It's a little bare. And I've had people comment like, dude, you need some pictures or something up there, dude. Like, <laughs> Coming along. You like, can only buy so many tags a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if we can put something down this year. Yeah. I have a bull sprig at the ta- taxidermist right now. So I can set that on the shelf here soon. Did you get that from the refuge? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know how you refuge you guys out there do it. I tried doing it for the first time this year. We got all, all my friends all got all pumped up. We're like, we're going to go put in the night before. We're going to barbecue and camp somewhere, and then we're going to come in that night. And we got down there, put in, went and barbecued at our buddy's house. Cause we ended up, we didn't know you couldn't spend the night in the park. Or we were told you couldn't stay the night in the parking lots. Was it this season? Yeah. Oh, because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So we drove about 30 minutes away, stayed at our buddy's house, drove back the next morning. I've been a little, a little hungover and um, <laughs> didn't jar anything. We, so I'm pretty sure you have to get chosen to go on um, free roam. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a, well, there's a reservation system mm-hmm. and then, and then there, if, and then there's a lottery system. So it's all, and then, yeah, if you don't get chosen, then you get kind of wait in line basically. Yeah, well, that we did that, and uh, I didn't have any coffee, so I was like, boys, I'll meet you guys out there. I'm going to haul ass to the gas station, buy some sunflower seeds and a Red Bull. Well, I'm on my way back, and they call us and they call me, and they say, hey, we uh, we didn't get anything. And I was like, what do you mean we didn't get anything at all? Like, we can't free room? He goes, no, the, um, they said the refuge was full. I was like, so what do we do? He's like, we go home. Yeah. Um, just drove two hours down here. <laughs> Got all excited just to drive back home. I was like, whatever. Yeah. And drove home. Went to well, actually, we drove to a ranch up by where we live. Hunted the evening, and then we drove farther up north the next day. And it was just, it was a cl- it was a fun weekend, but it's just an absolute cluster. Yeah, I know, dude. It's a pain. I mean, yeah, the refuge is like you can put in for reservations online, and like um, if you get a decent number, I mean, if you get any number, you'll get on. But like. Like if I if I if I want to hunt and I'm not drawing any reservations, like I'll just go lotto. But to lotto, you have to go to the refuge the night before and put in. Well, that sounds like it's probably what I don't know if that's what you did. You yeah. guys go the night before? Yeah, yeah, we went the night before. See, that's, I, so, I have no idea what I'm doing at a refuge. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, depending on what number you get, and depending on the refuge, like, you know, like a a ref, you know, I don't know, like. Like Gray Lodge mm-hmm. is huge, so like you know a number thirty or forty or fifty or something, you're gonna get on no problem with the lottery. But like if you get draw those numbers at like Little Dry Creek or Howard, they're smaller, so like those are pretty high numbers, and you probably won't get on. If you do, you'll get on like late in the afternoon or something, and yeah, it's that's like rough. You might Sitting shoot a bird all day waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like. So if, as long as you kind of have to get to know it. So like if you get to know the refuge and get to know what numbers will draw and which ones won't, and then you kind of, you know, if you do the refuge, you get your number 
or you do the lotto, you get your number, and you can kind of decide at that point whether it's worth staying or not. But still, even though like even going the night before when you're a couple hours away is a pain is a That's pain. pain yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To have a bluebird day too. Yeah. Like we went inside a pond and it was just no wind, bluebird day, and I was like, just I'm, I'm I'm relatively new to duck hunting. Like I'll go jump a pond, you know. Yeah. But calling and sitting there, you know, it's. It's getting rough, but we do have a pond that's loaded with wood ducks. Really? That's yeah. Cool. Uh, we went Christmas morning. Okay, we did not do our research. We did not know where the birds landed on the pond, like what side. Because it's a pretty big pond. It's probably a four-acre pond. Yeah. We didn't know where they were. Well, we set up um, on like the, it'd be like the north side. Okay. Well, those birds come super low and buzz you pretty much. Well, there's about 65 wood ducks that did this. And we were all, we didn't even shoot. We were just like, holy shit, what do we get ourselves into? Yeah. And now we know, but. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, wood ducks are cool looking. Wood ducks are really pretty. I yeah. got a few this year. But it's like, what a, it's like I can do all the stuff for like, I can find deer, you know, find deer, find bears. Yeah. Ducks are a different kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> it's weird because you're a pretty big duck hunter. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I say that, but like, there's people that are way more hardcore than me. But, but yeah, dude, I mean, like, that's kind of how I got started into hunting. Like, I don't know, I was like in 07 or something. So maybe I don't know. I'm not good at math. <laughs> 13, 14 years or something. Yeah. But um, so I've been doing that longer than big game stuff. But like, I don't know, dude. It's different, you know. Like, you hunt the refuges is totally different than hunting out of a boat, and it's totally different than hunting out of a club. And I've done a little bit of all of that, like mostly like refuge hunting, but, um, so yeah, dude, I mean, well, that's what we were both talking about when I first got here. Like we both want to buy, sounds like little John, like flat bottom John yeah, boats, make some duck hunting blind out of it. Hell yeah. That's what, go I up. think I just like, I think probably cause like the, like the big game side of me, like I like the pursuit of the animals. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't like the idea of like going to a club and like sitting in the same seat every, every, and, every weekend, <laughs> every weekend or whatever and is waiting for birds to come in i mean there's still skill to it because you're still having to call and out call the other hunters hunters. at the club and make sure your spread is up to par and stuff like that so there's skill to it no doubt but that's one thing i've never done i've never sat like besides duck hunting obviously i've never sat in one spot and just waited but i do want to go like to the east coast and shoot a white i know that sounds weird sit in a tree stand and shoot a white tail because that is like just another aspect talk to of your hunting. boy brian dude i know him and aaron <laughs> always go out there i know i was like i, I know I, I would i'd like to go do that too just for me i just don't have as much experience with big game stuff so like i think the opportunity is there you know it'd be fun to go and like it's, that's kind of why i, I want to go on an antelope trip mm-hmm. this year just because i think like well, for me, I want to do a rifle one. Yeah. <laughs> just because, I, I don't know, I just need more experience under my belt with that stuff. But, um, but yeah. We have a buddy who, my, uh, so, like, besides hunting and stuff, I love to, like, road trip. I'm down for anything. Like, so my... Um, well, yeah, you're 24, you're single with no kids, so... <laughs> hey, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Oh, okay. But no kids. Definitely no kids. And I don't live with her, so... <laughs> still pretty free so you get to do whatever you want for the most part <laughs> but um uh he played baseball out of west virginia in college okay. he's a damn good baseball player and his mom was like hey i was an instructor at the fire academy and his mom was like hey if you can take the week off we'll buy you a flight home so we road trip from little red bluff california non-stop to west virginia clarksburg west virginia and a kid on his team that was uh 
my buddy Walker's pretty good friend had a big ranch and they always like he took his bow like they shot whitetail down there yeah and they, they said i could come out but it's hard just to get to west virginia yeah yeah <laughs> a little it's difficult not, it's not right around the corner yeah no it's, it's a long drive yeah but it's crazy i didn't think it was gonna be like this that's why I like i don't like flying places I like driving yeah because like west virginia and over there i didn't know it was gonna be super thick trees with a bunch of whitetail running around you know yeah i had no idea and then I don't know. Once you get past Utah and like Southern Wyoming, it just sucks. It's just <laughs> flat. I know, dude. And then yeah, that's funny. I was, I don't know. I was detained. This is a hilarious story. It has nothing to do with hunting, but it's just part of the, that story. Um, we're going through Illinois, right? Yeah. And my buddy Walker's like super sick. Like I honestly think it was COVID, but before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we get pulled over cause I'm going like three miles over the speed limit in Illinois. I was like, Walker, wake up. I'm getting... Man, they got nothing better to do. I'm getting pulled over. That's the thing. I was, I was giving Dude, this guy... Nevada's like that, too. Like, one of my... My best friend, Chase, is a CHP officer in California. It's so like, I have the utmost respect for law enforcement. Yeah. But this one officer, man. I was so pissed. Because everyone knows what Snapchat is, and that's going to play a factor in the story in a minute. <laughs> um, I was pulled over on the side of the road, and he, like, comes and talks to us. And he's like, so it's it's Walker's car. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's sick, so I'm driving. We're going out. We have all of his stuff in the back. You know, we're going to West Virginia. That's where he plays baseball. He goes, all right, all right. I need to see both your license and driver. Will you come back to the car with me? I was like, yeah, no problem. Get back to the car, and he makes me put my hands on the car, and he pats me down and, like, cuffs me and stuffs me. And I'm like, for going two or three miles over the speed limit? What the hell? And the whole time I can see, like, out, like, through the front window and Walker's holding his phone out the window, Snapchatting it. Oh really? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Probably there for like an hour. And then I was like, do you hunt? He's like, yeah, I hunt. Hunt whitetail up here. And I was like, fucking whitetail hunters. Like just started (laughs) flicking him shit. And he's like, well, you're from California. There's no deer in California. I was like, oh yes, there is. And I like pulled some facts on him. I was like, yeah, we got deer, bear. And we actually have all three species of elk in one state. It's pretty cool, but you know, you guys in a tree stand wouldn't know about it. Yeah. About an hour and a half, he lets me out. And I was like, what was that for? He goes, you fit the profile of one of the most highly wanted men driving a white SUV in Illinois. Oh, really? And I was like, you know, <laughs> buddy, you could have you could have told me that. And I know. He was like, what, what do you mean? mean? I was like, well, you could have told me that because I'm not going to go anywhere. He's like, you'd have ran off. And I was like, am I going to go across that flat-ass field or that one? We're in the middle of ag land, you know? Yeah. Sorry, that was a rant, but funny-ass story. <laughs> I hope everyone's funny. laughing. I was scared. I was like, how am I going to tell my dad? Yeah, like, that I went two miles over speed limit, and I'm in Illinois jail. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least after you're cuffed and, like, stuffed in the car, like, he could have told you, like, right away then, right? Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> no. And then... So where are you going to go at that point? Like, he's yeah, going to run away. Bang my head on his front seat. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, he printed out a police statement, you know, and we were, like, a couple hours late because of it to the the house friends didn't believe me so we pulled out this police statement those fuckers framed it and hung it in their baseball house <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny dude oh. hell yeah that's yeah. a good story that's a good story <laughs> i don't think I don't, that's, that's about my only story yeah, that's funny besides that so would you ever would you ever come up and hunt with us in the alps yeah dude I've been actually thinking about B Zone. I don't really know too. I I don't know too many people that hunt up there, but the nice thing about B Zone, I know a couple. There's a bunch of mountain ranges, and all you gotta do is pick a trailhead. Really? Yeah, and for the most part, you'll find find deer. That's a yeah. little. That's, yeah. Yeah. Is it pretty? It's pretty thick up there, right? No. 
Oh, is it pretty open in certain, well, certain areas, obviously, but yeah, uh, uh, certain areas are thicker than, but once you get like above tree line, that's what it looks like. I'm showing a picture right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's one of the spots we hunt. It's beautiful. That looks good. And there's fish in those. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd be down. I'd be down to try anything. Um, dude, cause I've been striking out. Yeah, dude, it's it's. Dude, I got so frustrated. I, f- I felt like I put a lot of effort in last season, and I just, I don't know. It's well, part frustrating. Of it was like, you just yeah. gotta keep, keep hunting. Yeah, never stop. That's what I kept doing. And like, it, I don't know. Part of it was there was so many people up in the mountains from COVID. Like, no one had anything else to do, so everybody was just freaking backpackers and everybody. Yeah, recreating. I should trademark that. That's good. Keep hunting, never stop. That's that's a good that's, one. That's it's good. like keep hammering. Oh. Oh God! <laughs> uh, shit! I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Oh, oh shit! So yeah, are you gonna you're thinking about doing the team whiskey shoot with us, huh? You- Absolutely. I've, okay, so I've always wanted to go to Snowbird and like do that in Utah, but yeah. it's in Utah, you know, hard to take, hard to get to Utah on a weekend and back. Yeah. So when you said that, hey, there's one in Tahoe, I was. I was down from the get go. Yeah, I was like, we already got Airbnbs and stuff planned. Like, well, it's first be I was super like, fun. yeah, I think I posted something and you're, and you're like, you got any extra? Or do you have you any got extra spot? Extra spot yeah. in your group? And I'm like, dude, I don't even, I haven't even met this dude yet. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, dude, let's I'm go. Always down for anything. That's like, the I'd, same. The same here. I'm like, dude, yeah, why not? I don't have, yeah. Well, so, it's just yeah. awesome. Like, it's great timing because then you said the broadhead shoot for West Coast is a week or two before or after. Yeah, I think it's yeah. And then boom, boom, boom. And then what? Three weeks later, archery season opens? Dude, that, yeah. Maybe a month. Dude, Arch- it is, huh? Like I guess it just, is like a month later. Yeah, that's like just great practice. Like, that's perfect, yeah. And especially with that, like you get like, like at our 3D course, you get like some angles, but mostly it's flat ground. Like those, I guarantee we have yeah. different um, angles, scenarios, you know, like, okay, there's a deer behind his head's behind the, we know it's a buck's head's behind a tree, like how to shoot it kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm stoked just for that. Yeah. There's actually some pretty, I mean, there's some pretty steep, like it's actually kind of a lot of work to hike through some of these areas too. It's really? like, I mean, the chairlift takes you up, but then I think there's one, one of the courses they made a little bit more like physically challenging. So I'm like, Let's do it. <laughs> like like the shooting spots, like you have to hike up to yeah, these hike. rocks and shoot down on like yeah. a bedded animal. Yeah. That's badass. And like some of them are like, you kind of have to thread like the needle through like a couple trees or whatever. Don't judge me if I'm out of shape. Dude, no, same here. It's still winter. I'm still, Dude, I'm still year, packing on weight to hibernate. Yeah, last year, I was, <laughs> that was when I offered you beer. I'm like, dude, I shouldn't even be drinking. Like, I should, I don't know. Everybody's doing like these hard 75 challenges and like oh. all these like, I'm like, dude, I need to step it up. I know. I felt bad, but me and my girlfriend are like, we're going to lose. We're going to get in the best shape of our lives this summer, right? Like this year. Yeah. And we have like a bet and stuff going on. If she wins, I have to like take her on some trip wherever she wants to go. And like, how do you know who her. wins though? Appearance. You just have a goal? Like appearance. Oh, appearance? Yeah. <laughs> and she already like, has well, a six pack. I'm like, we started last week and you're already <laughs> killing it. And I ate a donut and, and a Red Bull. Uh, yeah. And drinking beer. <laughs> That's what I felt. I felt bad because uh, two episodes ago, I had Taylor and Greg over here, and Greg was like, him and his wife were like not drinking, and I'm like, dude, just have a beer, man. And he's like, no, man, I can't. And I'm like, don't be a pussy. Have a beer, dude. And like, finally, he had one. But 
<laughs> it was like the peer pressure is real. On, yeah, he was on some diet, and I don't know. I should be doing the same thing. Yeah, I need to. I need to start. But yeah, yeah, dude, it'll be fun. I think that archery shoot will be cool. Uh, I enjoyed it last year. I think it'll be hopefully better this year with with less COVID restrictions. Hopefully, hopefully. And then I'm so ready for all this mask stuff to be stupid, done. Stupid man, I just don't think it does anything. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So like people have put like on YouTube and like videos, like, you know, like those little vape pens. Oh yeah. they like hit their vape or whatever it is. And like pull, like close the mask and blow and smoke comes and the smoke out of the comes mask. Right through it. <laughs> yeah, no. and I'm just like, like, what is that? Like, like, smoke like, is the same thing as air. You guys. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> I'm just like, like a bunch of, I mean, I can see it like stopping like actual, like, saliva droplets from yeah spitting absolutely when you're like talking to somebody but if it's an airborne pathogen which i'm pretty sure COVID is an airborne pathogen yeah is I it know. i don't know i live in red bluff no one wears masks <laughs> no one wears masks from sacramento up. it's pretty lenient here too like yeah yeah no it's, one cares like all the restaurants here are just breaking all the rules and staying open just dealing with the fines as they get them they're like whatever dude <laughs> yeah we were in uh chico my girlfriend goes to chico state for nursing and I was like, I had like a hundred bucks. I was like, I want to go find like a fishing pole. I can just like shove in my truck and like have it there, you know? Yeah. And we're walking up and she's put on her mask. She goes, you don't have a mask? And I was like, you don't need a mask here. Cause she lives her. She's from San Diego. Oh, okay. So down there it's like, it's way different. Huh? Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're going to, you're in a town less than a hundred thousand people going in a sports warehouse. You're golden. Like, yeah. No one cares. Yeah. It's funny. funny. It's funny how like different it is. Like down there it's like, still like you like everything's closed yeah you know you have to wear masks or wear it and up here it's like no one yeah it is kind of spotty like well here it's probably even better where you are but like here it's pretty spotty like lincoln is pretty rural compared to like sacramento absolutely even roseville like all placer county is pretty like uh whatever conservative so they're not super hard on that stuff even el dorado hills and placerville and all that like Really, it's like Sacramento County is just different. I don't think I've I think I've only been to Sac and El Dorado Hills. Okay. I don't think I've been to Placerville. Oh really? Know. Yeah. Placerville's like right above El Dorado Hills pretty much. Oh gotcha. Like on the way up fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But heck yeah. But yeah, man. What are we at? Almost an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad, <laughs> dude. It went by fast. Hell yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to cover, or what do you think? Whenever your hunting, your hunting plans, my hunting plans, my background, your background, our boats, a couple funny stories, <laughs> our boats, uh, <laughs> our non-existent boats, yeah, yeah, the ones we, <laughs> ones we want to buy, hell yeah, um, that's probably good. I got a two and a half, two hour drive home. Are you still running this act tonight, or did you already go there? Oh, I still got to go there. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. And then let's do another podcast at the Broadhead shoot. Yeah, I was thinking we should do another one. We should do, like you were saying, like have a booth. And like, I think that'd be so fun. I know, dude. We should work something out. Have like another mic or two and just have like a bunch of people just, especially with some alcohol thrown in there. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I thought about getting some hats and shirts made and like. Definitely the decks. I was also, I was also, you should do it too, dude. And just like, we should, yeah, just, we should just get like a, a booth, just a split booth it. with like. Yeah, and even more people. Whatever, I don't care. I'm so down. How much of the boost do we know? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Those Team Whiskey dudes are pretty cool. Like I did a podcast with them, and they were 
they're pretty chill guys. Like, I don't think. Where are they based out of? They're in Tahoe. Oh, so they are up there already. Yeah. Nice. What um, mountain like, is it on? Um, it's on Homewood. Homewood? So supposedly it's like the closest resort to the water. That's cool. So it's like, yeah, the, the views are pretty cool. Um, you know, and it's like, you could spend the weekend up there. It's Tahoe. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's well, like, I told him a friend of like Airbnb is like, you guys, you guys should come stay with us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to figure something out. I definitely think we should, we'll split, we should split a booth. That'd be badass. That would be cool. Yeah. I'll have to look into it. Get some stuff made and get yeah. some, like a TV and some videos or something rolling in the back. Yeah. And then just do a couple, like whatever. We could do a couple of podcast episodes, like just BS and then I'm sure we'll run into people we know and they can hop on or whatever. And yeah, we should drink beer. We can drink beer. Do shot skis. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm a lightweight when it comes to art. Dude, like, I am too, dude. I sound I, old, I like, in my younger days, you know? <sighs> I had 24 years old. Yeah, yeah, my younger days. My younger days, When, you I, know. when I was too young to drunk to drink. <laughs> I did have a fake ID. <laughs> and it's Red Bluff. Like, we have nobody there. Like, yeah, no one yeah. cares. Dude, I've never been a good shot taker. My wife is way better at taking shots than me, dude. I, like, get the chills. Like, you know, like, just, like, run through. Oh. Like, ugh. ugh. Yeah, yeah, no, my my friends know I'm not a good shot taker for my birthday this year. They're gonna take a bunch of shots because I'll get confident, like, oh, I can do this, and it just hits me, and I may have fell asleep standing up straight up in a bar. <laughs> not my fondest moment. Made you it home safe. Over. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hell yeah. But, well, yeah, dude. Be, the, oh, uh, go ahead. No, I was, no, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, dude. I'm glad you came down here. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to do another one. I can't wait to like make future plans. Like hunting. Yeah, for sure, dude. We'll have to make it a regular thing and hopefully one of us does get a boat so we can go like fishing. Yeah, dude. Well dude, that's the thing. It's like you were talking about earlier. There's all kinds of lakes you can take the boat and and deer hunt or freaking duck hunt or fish or whatever. Like Oh yeah, like from pretty much here north, there's lakes and little creeks not creeks, but like river systems yeah. all over. Yeah. There's so many bodies of water, which people, I don't think, take full advantage of. Yep. Well, it takes a little I bit don't. of research to figure out. I don't, I don't either. I need to. Well, the upper sack, like, come, like I guess. Like, I'm not a fly. I'm the farthest thing from a fly fisherman. I guess that's crazy good fly fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that until, like, two years ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we like we live, my parents live on the river, so, like, we'll go salmon fish off the bank or, like, just cast masters and, like, F5s and things like that. But yeah, I think... I think I'm gonna try and buy a fly rod. Fuck. Yeah, those those the, uh, I hate that. Again, like two episodes, I had Taylor and uh, Greg on. They're both like hell into fly fishing and, yeah. and hunting, but like they both have drift boats and stuff. And actually, I don't know if Taylor does anymore, but he used to guide up on the uh, Klamath up there. Oh, really? So like, they're both those guys are really into it. And and uh, have you ever fly fished before? I haven't. It's so hard. I've like practiced it. When I, I was a kid, I used to like in my dad's pool, I used to like try hook toys to the end of it. <laughs> so you have a little weight to get out there. I yeah. know I know people on hearing like fly fishing is so easy. Fly fishing is so hard. Like yeah. I get my line caught in like trees and shit and I just give up. Like I know, I feel like I'm not like I'm pretty anal about certain things, but I'm like realizing that there's a difference between being anal and being like really technical. Yeah. And like, I'm not that technical. I don't know. I just pick up like a spinning rod and just <laughs> call it's it like, good. Yeah. It's like when I was talking to Brian, when I had Brian on here, we were talking about archery and he's like, 
He's like, dude, I just take my boat to West Coast and they just get it ready for me and then I go hunt. And if something happens to him when I'm on the mountain, then it just is what it is. I'll just take it to back to him and get it fixed. I don't know how to fix that shit. <laughs> like, Those guys are the best guys, by the way. If you have any archery needs or troubles, go to West Coast Archery. Hans knows what he's doing. Hans yeah. taught me a lot of things too. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like things I was like, I had like things down to put in like an like a, like, um, outsert like a 25 grain outsert on your, on the end of your arrow, how much accurate like your arrow is really like four fletch outsert, stainless steel outsert. It's, it's crazy because huh. it just shows like your shot group go from like big to like repetition obviously helps with like having a little more tiff weight. It just makes your arrow so much more accurate. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I'll have to, I need to go in there. I, I ordered that little bow right there. My daughter's bow from them and they dude, they like, they got it all sized up and got the arrows cut and, shipped it to me pretty quick so it was pretty cool but yeah they everybody i talked to is like the west coast is is, is the, is the freaking place yeah there's a there's a place close to here but i'll have to tell that story after we're done recording <laughs> <laughs> no they were good. they were actually always good to me but yeah uh, yeah anyways uh <laughs> but yeah dude Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, we'll do it again soon. I want to pick your brain on photography and videography and stuff too, and maybe we'll do an episode sometime about yeah, just like strictly filming hunts photography or stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, I'll bring. What software do you use? Editing software, dude. You've already <laughs> you're already above my head. No, I use some some uh, free. Uh, what's Mac. it called? I'm like very very new at this, so like, I I haven't even really done it yet, but I. What, are, what was I using, dude? Yeah, what we should do is we should set There's up... some free system. We should, like, this would be a badass backdrop. Set up, like, another table and, like, have all of our filming equipment and, like, had a, like, like what we use, our software, little tips and tricks, little, like, things that we learned from my experience that, like, like, a cheap way to make a camera waterproof, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, thing, like like how much how many gigabytes and terabytes we take with us on a, how many batteries how many solar chargers i think it'd be cool that would be cool i'm actually really interested it. in that dude yeah because be... i need to learn more about it and i think a lot of people do like a lot of people are curious like oh yeah you know, people are like dude I've, i mean i mean people don't maybe necessarily want to film their whole entire hunt but like no but having a even... decent can't picture to take or uh got those words mixed up a decent camera to take pictures with like yeah like you don't need to go out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars when a five hundred yeah. camera, five hundred dollar camera will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like I've, I know of guys that have like started with like not a very good camera at all, and have taken like they they just have learned how to use the camera the right way and taken like amazing pictures oh, yeah. and, and honestly, video. Like, a lot of it's in like obviously like, like taking a great solid picture is part of editing it. Like not the thing I had a problem with is not over editing my pictures. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but it just takes it just like slight takes adjustments. Yeah, yeah, slight adjustments. I mean, like to make like the sky like not exposed, like stuff like that. Like yeah. see like the clouds and blue, and then like also I really got into like taking pictures at night of like the stars. And yeah, have like a, tr- like a lamp in like a tent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was geeking out because I like finally I learned how to do it. I've been and trying I'm to been, do that too, and I've, I haven't really taken any like really good ones yet. But I've I'm like getting, getting into it, and I'm like, oh man, like. I remember we went to um, the Trinity Alps and there like a bunch of lakes up there have fish in it, right? Yeah. So it was me and my buddy Wyatt and Kale and we went and just took our backpack and stuff. I'm like, we're going to try and hit as many lakes as we can in a couple of days and just like fish. I remember like we're laying there 
it's like man sky's super clear this is like summertime when there's no fires yeah like or like the wind blew all the smoke away finally yeah and i was like huh i started messing with my camera and like i was like laying on my right side with my hands against a rock it's like a like a tripod yeah taking the pictures and like the exposure so long it's like click snap like it takes a picture oh uh, yeah and i was like you guys like i can see the stars in my camera like this is the i'm just geeking out yeah. i still do i did the same thing this season like <laughs> i bought that like during i guess right before or maybe during archery season or i don't know i don't know it was one of those days same thing it was like smoky but then it had cleared out in the area i was at and i was by myself and i set it up on the tripad and tripod and took like some 30 second long like exposure pictures of the stars and like yeah and it looked great on my camera but then when i like put it on the computer when i got blew home, it up yeah it was like kind of blurry and i'm like i don't know maybe it was too long of an exposure i don't know did you have a solid tripod yeah it was on that that one right there was it windy at all no hmm i don't know that's but, weird i mean yeah i don't know have you done any filming on that camera at all little bits just messing around with it of the kids and like I, actually me and uh travis took it out bear hunting this year and we messed around with it a little bit but we didn't i mean i didn't get like anything worth using i don't think um t- actually i took it duck hunting a couple times out on the bay really but i dude it's hard dude it's See, hard because you, like there you go with duck hunting. like how do you hunt like how do you go for hunting refuges to hunt in the bay like that's wild well like just Dude, honestly, from the podcast, dude, like, <laughs> I've been meeting people. Like, uh, there's this dude, Gordon Fowler. Yeah. I don't know if you follow him, but he has a sick-ass boat, and he hunts the bay. Um, and uh, so his boat's like... Is it for Brant? Did you hunt for Brant? No, we hunted. It was like regular ducks. Really? Depending I, on where you hunt in the bay, like, you can hunt divers, or, like, you can go out. I don't know if you can hunt Brant on the bay, or if you have to go out, like, out of the bay to hunt Brant, but... I just found out. Like that sounds terrible. I just found out about Brent hunting. Really? I was, I'm a huge like Facebook Marketplace guy. Yeah, yeah. Marketplace. And like, there's a guy on a QU forum who was selling uh, like a Peloton 240. Yeah. And I really wanted it, and I was like, "Where are you located?" He goes, "Fortuna." Uh, okay. And I was like, "Dude, I'll be there tomorrow." He's like, "What? What do you mean?" I was like, "I live in Reading," and he's like, "Okay." Went up there, and he had, uh, I guess, brands have like a lot of um, bands typically. Yeah. And he had brands mounted or mounted all over his house. And I was like, "How do you get this?" He goes, "Come up next year and I'll take you." And I was like, "Dude, done! Yeah. Like so done! Like oh, I'm yeah. down." Yeah, and brand he's like, would be it's cool. Super easy. All you do is put up a piece of plywood and just sit behind it. And I yeah. was like, Seriously? "Well, you know Aaron, right?" Aaron and more. Yeah, I called him on the way down here. Doesn't he do that stuff? Yeah, he's yeah, all. He's all into like diver hunting. He loves it. I was thinking about having him on here. Good dude. I haven't. I haven't really. I've been. Yeah, I messaged him a few times here and there, but I haven't really. Aaron's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, well, he only lives right down the road. Yeah, he's right in Sac, right? West Sac or something? I think. Yeah. Somewhere in Sac. Somewhere. But, but yeah, I'll have to do that. But, yeah, dude, I think he's pretty into it. Um, I know a couple other guys that are into diver hunting. I've, I've diver hunted, actually, out in the bay on an island uh, a few years back. It was, it was sick. But I don't know. I like regular duck hunting. Puddle ducks and stuff better. Yeah. Just the way they work and come in, like oh, I love it, dude. It's I want to go out to like Arkansas and like deep timber. Yeah, I was, I love watching videos like Same ducks here. just like dropping down I right know, dude, on they top just, of you, like, sift through all the tree branches and shit. It's, it's so like, badass. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a bunch a total, of mallards out there. Those guys are freaking hardcore, dude. Have you seen the videos like, um, 
like all the boats lined up at the dock. Yeah. And then yeah. they just go, they all have like light bars and these huge motors. Yeah. Oh, God, it'd be so cool. Do you to watch get like Daybreak Outdoors or anything? Uh uh-uh. uh. I think their YouTube channel is pretty cool. But they make some pretty good, like, good, like, I don't know. I like like pretty cinematic, like, type films. Absolutely. It tells a story yeah. a little better, I think. Yeah. And it's just, and that's how their films are. They're like just a little bit more like professional. Well, have you seen Sitka's um, Dr. Duck? Yeah. That, yeah, they're the same thing too. Or like the duck trip and they just travel. I think they travel all of the United States. They hit like Washington, oh, really? Oregon. Watched, is it like a one movie kind yeah, of? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like 20 minutes I have seen it. They go to like Washington, Oregon where it's like desert and it's just snow and there's a huge lake and there's thousands of mallards on it. Yeah. And it's wild. And I think they go to like one of like the deep timber places too. Yeah. Crazy. That's why I was like, I, like, I want to learn how to do that kind of thing. I yeah. need to buy boat and i'm like oh. well, like uh brian and aaron went out to south dakota did you see that or north yeah, dakota north dakota and shot a bunch of, that, was, that was a pretty sick trip yeah but yeah yeah i don't know be fun heck yeah but yeah dude yeah man appreciate you coming on man yeah absolutely um, i loved it let's will, definitely do another one about photography and yeah dive more into detail about that for sure dude appreciate it man yeah You guys have a great night. Yeah. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at blue collar harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.